0: Watch the head, butts, and elbows. No rabbit punches, no low blows. This will not be a clean fight, so protect yourself at all times. The underdogs are coming for the throne. This is the B-Sides Boxing Podcast. Hi, just a couple things before we get started. Uh, first thing, there is a bit of microphone trouble throughout. I did my best to clean it up. Uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna make sure that that doesn't happen again. So you know, your patience is very greatly appreciated. Uh, second thing is that we recorded this before the Shakur Delos Santos news dropped. All right, so we're still talking in a lot of hypotheticals here. So I don't know. Keep that in mind, I guess, as you're uh, listening through. So thanks for listening. Enjoy. Yo. Yo. <laughs> Yeah, what's
1: up? So what's going on?
0: Nothing. Nothing. Just, uh... Yeah, interesting um, weekend for me. How about yeah, you? You and me both. Yeah, what's going on with you? Uh, just long weekend of
1: out and about. So it's mm-hmm. kind of nice to be home now.
0: Uh, for me, it's the opposite. It's uh been in and out of sleeping a lot that has made it, it has made it really difficult to connect with other people. It's always been really strange. Like I talked to my sister on Friday for a bit, and that felt like a dream. Yeah, the whole weekend kind of felt like a hazy dream. It was weird. Must be some strong. Yeah, it's uh, specifically the one for. <laughs> so. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah, it's. <laughs> it gets kind of rough. Take some deep breaths, Yeah. Some push-ups. Summon the energy. <clears throat> All right. The radio voice is here. <clears throat> Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is, we are the Boxing B-Sides. I'm joined by my good homie, Drip, and it's me, ya boy, Leo. So, we've been off for a little bit. We are going to get ourselves into that two-week working block that we have that that cycle that we have going with ultimate fucking casual which is a good show to listen for all your mma needs the so our review block starts on uh, september 10th goes up to the 23rd which is yesterday Uh, we are recording on the 24th the preview block goes from the 24th to october 8th so with that being said the, i do have a card from september 8th that i did want to talk about briefly before uh before we got go into the two-week thing it's uh eye of the tiger promotions very i know very uh original choice of name there yeah. <laughs> but uh this one was in uh quebec canada as uh, christian and he knocks out damon nicholson in the fourth uh, it was a WBC eliminator at super middleweight. Now, I mentioned this one because obviously Canelo's is the undisputed champion at 168, right? But of the 168 ladder, pretty much there's not a whole lot standing in Mbili's way. Uh, I think it's just uh, David Benavidez and that's probably it. I'm definitely not saying that Mbili's on Benavidez's level, let alone Canelo's, but it's just something that's going to be coming up. He's going to start entering the conversation for title shots and not quite up to snuff with the current crop of, uh, of uh, the leadership, I guess, but he is going to be entering that conversation. Very exciting style, uh, come forward, all action type. So like you know the type I'm talking about. So yeah. So what's
1: he what's he on the rankings at?
0: In the WBC, let me pull that up. He I is he... number one oh, in yeah? the WBC. Yeah. Interesting. That is something. That's higher than I thought. Holy shit. <laughs> okay.
1: Potential matchups like next fight then? Could it be
0: After uh, Canelo Charlo, I really don't think so. It's uh, it would not be it doesn't have the the financial appeal that uh, mm-hmm. a Canelo, or if Charlo wins, that they would want to make. But uh, there are two other names here. The WBC Silver champion is Jaime Munguia, who say what you will about him. He does decent numbers. And Benavides is the interim champion, and the international champion is uh, Ivan Zucco from Italy, who I've mentioned a few times before as well. But yeah, uh, Benavides or Munguia are more than likely going to get the next shot. So, I think Munguia... Like, yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, two all-action types. That would definitely play to Munguia's favor. He's um, not very good. Like we saw him with uh, Derevyanchenko. Does not do very good with someone who has a little bit of wherewithal moving on their feet. Sticking and moving, working behind a jab, setting up combinations. It, that was a messy fight. It was for Mungia. For what Golden Boy uh, touts him as, that was definitely not a good look for him. So, actually, is is Darrell
1: still in the rankings?
0: Darrell, I hope not for his sake. I can even see him and Darrell. Well, That would be a good fight, but there is also it the is politics side of it with the uh, PBC and Golden Boy. Uh, Ivan Zuko is ranked 13th, so never mind about that. I didn't see him in the numbers. Uh, but that's enough of that. Christian and Beely, he's, um I i know he's limited, but still, he's a really entertaining guy to watch. Seems like a good kid, so definitely someone to keep an eye on. Uh, if you see his, his name typically comes up on like a Friday night, absolutely worth checking out. Alright, let's get into our review block here friday september 15th was stacked for boxing yes thank you for the alert i'm already here first things first in terms of importance that this fight is or this card the top ranked card that was held at the american bank center in corpus christi texas here is we're, I'm going to do my, uh, my uh, ultimate fucking casual thing. We're going from the bottom up of the card. We had Xander Zayas uh, stops Roberto Valenzuela in the 5th. These are 154s. Now, I have listed here some rankings. Just I was, I was already doing it, so I picked it up for pretty much everyone. Uh, Xander Zayas is ranked 15th and 5th in the wbc and wbo respectively valenzuela is not list he's not rated by any organization uh zayas is not ranked by the ibf or wba so kind of i think that kind of gives you a good idea of again say what you will about the, the sanctioning bodies but their ratings are typically decent they're not bad, but they do give you a good landscape, especially when you combine all four. They do paint a good picture of who is where. So for Zayas to be picking up a guy who's not rated in the top 15 by any of them, I think that says a lot of where of what his level still is, despite him finally stepping up to the 10 round level. Not sure what we what to expect out of him still. Like he looks yeah, good sometimes. He looks good sometimes, but then other times he looks, like, vulnerable and, like, he has some pretty strong deficiencies. And he keeps getting matched with, I mean, I, I'm sorry, Balance little, but matched with shitters. So, what are what are we doing with this guy right now? They keep talking about him as the future of the division, and I'm still not seeing whatever they're talking about. I feel like every
1: time we get someone who's future of the division, they get their final, like, step-up fight, get cooked... And we never hear from my <laughs> Um
0: We did have one of those situations coming up a little bit later.
1: Correct me, me if I'm wrong, but it's kind of what happened to... Um, I'm my prince pronounced his name? Uh, Os, was it Osu Vargas? Osuwe Vargas? Vargas. Whereas they paid a knocked him out in round one. That real bad beatdown. Oh,
0: yeah. That's right. He That was he, um, a Puerto Rican day fight. Yeah, he was really toted up to be like the next big thing and after he got in round <laughs> one. Yeah, they let he lost
1: it. to. He lost against another journeyman, like, like an after fight. And we just don't hear about him anymore.
0: Uh, I'm sure top rank cut him after that. Most right. likely,
1: yeah. But just a prime example of, you know, here's the next big thing. They take a big fight,
0: get cooked, and top rank says, you gotta go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, top rank is the worst about about cutting people in that way. Especially if you embarrass them with, they're talking you up. The next Puerto Rican guy, and then you go and get get your ass beat by uh, Zapata. Bless his heart, it's not not necessarily the biggest name, but at the time he was pretty solid. But still, you didn't. That just makes it that makes his loss to Zapata look worse in hindsight. Um, one of those types of names is Jermaine Ortiz got a ud over antonio moran i remember this one this fight being pretty exciting it was a good good back and forth but it wasn't just all action rock'em sock'em robots type of shit so same similar situation Jermaine ortiz is not rated in the ibf wba but is seventh and fourth in the wbc and wbo and antonio moran is not rated by anyone so ten round fight at the lightweight division. Now that uh, Devin Haney, it seems to me, at least that's it's happening with the WBC. All the Dragon Balls are being scattered to the corners of the world. Uh, all the titles are dispersing. Now that Devin Haney's pretty much officially moving up. So interesting situation. Looks like J- Jermaine Ortiz. We all know the writing's on the wall. Shakur Stevenson's gonna get the WBC shot against whoever. And Jermaine Ortiz is going to be one of his first defenses. It's, ugh, I just see this coming already. Kind of crazy how Ortiz and not like really rated. He still had that fight against Lomo. Kind of wild. It was a moral victory, and then like he failed upward from there.
1: It was like a win-win for him, whether he yeah. lost or.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, really. It wasn't about it wasn't about winning the fight. That was it was pretty much given. He was brought in to not win it, but yeah, he. He put on a show and so people wanted to keep him around still in this one he looked he did have moments of vulnerability he was his defense did have holes um shakur say what you will about his power will exploit those holes very easily and the rest of the lightweight division
1: in this video we are learning about
0: frank martin duck uh lomachenko is (laughs) not fighting this year and I believe he's going to be fighting for the IBF belt against Cambosos, Warbosos. Eh,
1: kind of a shitter fight.
0: Yes, very much. Uh, <laughs> William Zapeda fought recently. We'll get to him in a second. He's ranked fifth. Uh, Edwin De Los Santos and then Jermaine Ortiz. Uh, Isak Cruz is fourth, but he's fighting Tank again. So not much doing there. Oh, that's, that's
1: actually happening. That's confirmed.
0: I believe so. Yes. No, dude. yeah it's i'm not sure what people are thinking but
1: i mean it's it's another good payday for both of them yes. i guess I'm not, I, I personally don't want to see that rematch but maybe like the majority wow. of folks want to see it
0: yeah. but it's a good payday anybody who knows anything like a little bit more than you know your average sports fan tuning into a fight you, we know what's gonna happen pretty much barring another freak injury like we know what's gonna happen, but <clears throat> whatever. Yeah, the rubes think that uh, Isak's success was predicated on his own merits, not entirely on uh, Tank having a broken hand. But what, what do I know? Uh, Jermaine Ortiz, uh, Antonio Moran was a fun fight. If you have, t- if you haven't seen it, it's worth going back to watch. And you're you're kind of looking at Shakur Stevenson's next opponent or future opponent so worth keeping an eye on for that reason and the main event luis lopez the ibf featherweight champion gets a unanimous decision over joet gonzalez who is not rated in the ibf so whatever that you take that to mean but yeah 12 rounder featherweights now i'm not entirely certain how how people how the judges in particular arrived to the scores that they had because it looked to me as much as i was as i disliked admitting it because he he, his shots weren't having doing anything meaningful like not a whole lot of significant damage but joette was having good success uh sticking and moving timing lopez he was doing good (laughs) he just wasn't hurting him it's kind of the problem. So I'm not sure. How do you go from there? Where do we go from there?
1: From what I recall, people were saying Joe Way is kind of a shitter.
0: Yes. Should have been a one side fight. Again, I'm not sure if it was. I missed it.
1: I guess he was destined to lose that one.
0: Yeah. Just another one of those things where he's he's one of the guys in the top rank ecosystem. So he's going to get recycled for whoever they need. Uh, I think this was his third title shot. And other than he was doing good in terms of points or like amateur style winning i recall them talking about on the broadcast that the the u.s association of boxing commissions or like fighting sports commissions recently had a, a, a convention or whatever where they changed they unanimously changed their uh, scoring parameters uh, one of them being Knockdowns are mandatory ten eight, so no, no ifs or buts about it. It's a ten eight, and the other one being, get, lending more credence to damage, as the the, what wins you around. So for, by that measurement, Luis Lopez was definitely ahead. Just he just showed a fair amount of deficiencies uh, <clears throat> that could be exploited by someone better, or it could be also that. Lopez knew he was in with a bit of a bit of a shitter, so he didn't really care about you know covering up as well as he could or should have. <clears throat> didn't take it as serious as he probably thought he should have. <clears throat> yeah, he
1: might not That's have. Pretty often, we see that pretty often you like in boxing, where if they think it's a guaranteed win, they don't take it as serious. The fight, it gets a little closer than it should be.
0: Yeah, and he, but he gets the win anyway. So we'll be discussing some of his contemporaries in a little bit. Hold on a second. Why? I was not able to find this. The results of this. And I wasn't able to find where to watch it. But this was the matchroom card that was in Tijuana. Oh, there it is. No, it's not. Yep, they still don't have it up on BoxRec, which is the, you know, the universal truth. (laughs) As far as I know... Uh, Angel Fierro, he is ranked on, rated only in the WBO at 5th versus Brian Zamaripa, who's not rated in anything at lightweight. I know that Fierro won and uh, Sky Nicholson also won. Fan favorite? Yeah. yeah. Definitely the matchroom favorite Box, as well.
1: Boxing's favorite. Our <laughs> girlfriend.
0: Yeah. Um, and Erica Cruz versus Melissa Parker, I believe I heard that that was a decent scrap but I didn't see it so I can't really tell you yep I'm really good at being prepared for this <laughs> uh, show box in San Antonio at the Boeing center the main event was really fun but we'll go from the bottom up here uh Freudes Rojas gets the UD over Bustos. eight round welterweights eh. if you got if you uh, are you know addicted to boxing like me then yes but otherwise eh merco cuello ud over rudy garcia 10 round featherweights kind of the same situation but good icing on the cake at the at the end of this pretty not very entertaining cake uh, ramon cardenas get stops rafael pedroza in two these are 10 round super bantams it was um pedroza was they were he was the one that they were promoting or were favoring, at least. You know, they were eyeing him on stepping up from here into, you know, some Showtime Championship boxing undercards, that type of thing. And he dropped the ball big time. Cardenas came to win, and that he did. He <laughs> he beat the shit out of Pedroza once Cardenas hmm. figured out he didn't have any any the kind of power to, to worry him. And, wow, it got nasty after that. Let's see. On the 16th. Eric Priest versus Simon Madsen. These are eight round middleweights. It was a majority decision for Priest. Yeah, 76-76. The other two were 79-73 and 80-72 for Priest. Not entirely certain where you come up with 76-76 out of that. I remember it being decently competitive, but uh, very clear who was winning. You know what I mean? Close but clear. So I'm not sure how you could go 76 unless you were clearly favoring Mattson somehow. Now, Yocasta Valle, the IBF WBO female weight champion, beats, by unanimous decision, Maria Santizo. only thing to know about this is uh Sinisa Estrada that's what they're trying to do. That's what's going to be next. Has to be next. That'll be an undisputed fight, and it's... Like, it's not minimum weight, but it's fucking close to it. So, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Tiny weight, brother. Yeah, I think we're already over time on how much people care about hearing that. Uh, Next one, the co-main was Victor Morales versus Edwin Palomares. Ten round featherweights. This is a unanimous decision for Morales. This one, Victor is rated... 12th and 13th by the wba and wbc edwin Palomares is 33rd by the wbc and that's it i think they only had him listed because he has a fight coming up so you don't have to dig all the way through it this was a case of a younger guy stepping up his competition and uh, the opponent isn't a, a world beater for former world champion but he's a seasoned veteran you know what i mean he's that type of guy Morales did well, rallying back from adversity, like when his eye was getting, <laughs> when his eye got messed up, and so yeah, he had to really dig deep, and he, fortunately, he was still able to see out of it, so there's that, but still, Morales, he's, uh, he's pretty fun. Uh, he seems, he's, uh, another ginger Mexican guy, so, <laughs> or he's Mexican-American, so whatever. That's kind of fun, I guess, but yeah, keep an eye. He's fun. Keep an eye on him. Like if you see his name on a card, it's worth. He's worth watching. You know, don't uh, don't skip it. Now, main event: Williams Apeda. Our boy Billy. Yeah, he beat. He stops, Mercito Hesta in six. I believe it was a full-on KO, like he was counted out, not a technical stop or a referee stoppage the uh, Zepeda is rated 6257 IBF WBA WBC WBO Hesta is 18th in the WBC and that's all he's got
1: now much to show for on that
0: <laughs> yeah it was a good fight though Hesta's been in with some solid solid contenders solid yeah mm-hmm. and I think he's been in with some champions as well so not a bad showing for Zapeta Hesta is on his way out he, did, he still looked pretty good. and He looked like he had a good gas tank. Still had good fight IQ, ring generalship and all that stuff. But lacks the pop to make a serious dent on anybody with a decent chin like Zepeda. So Zepeda pretty much walked him down and beat the Christ out of him for as long as it lasted. But we were talking about like Jermaine Ortiz. He is ranked 7th. Mm-hmm. Zepeda 5th. The, so like these two if not they're on a collision course of some kind and they're going to reach they're going to be knocking on a championship door pretty soon i i'm not entirely certain they're going to find any success against uh, the I think you more success to jermaine more than Zepeda, be honest with you. i think he'd fare better <sighs> let's see if uh i'm assuming Shakur is gonna win the vacant belt over um yes uh, honestly actually looking at the top five it's probably gonna be Zepeda if anyone or Jem- mm-hmm. if they can swing it, Jermaine Ortiz and yeah somebody that just like Zepeda if you're just gonna come at Shakur uh, brother that's not gonna work no. Men, several have tried none of them have succeeded <laughs>
1: many men have tried yeah, and many
0: have <laughs> yeah man um he's I, to me he's going to remain at that at the top of the b level kind of guy which i think we had i think we included him when we did that little hypothetical conversation with all of the like b tier dudes and yeah, he he's a pretty solid name right there. Like he would have a fun scrap with like Cambosos or uh, Yoshino, that the Japanese guy that Shakur beat up recently. But like the...
1: Cambosos is, is kind of just like a <laughs> gatekeeper
0: at this point. He like, might he be.
1: His, he had his very very minimal title run. Is he going <laughs> to win against Loma or was it with the IBF? I, I don't. Not a chance. Probably doubtful. He's so it's kind of just like, where are you going to put Kambosos at this point? Just like a fun entertainer?
0: Unless Levonchenko gets some shrapnel somewhere. I'm not seeing him having any issues dealing with Kambosos. But there's also Edwin De Los Santos is in his neighborhood. Uh, those those two would make a fun a fun fight if you just want to see people clobber each other.
1: I think De Los Santos would take off Kambosos' head.
0: Would he, but what about Zepeda, William Zepeda, against Del no, Santos? Yes, I'm gonna be biased, just because I've
1: met uh, Santos a few times. Probably gonna go with Santos again.
0: <laughs> uh... He is. He.
1: Uh, the Shakur fight kind of makes me nervous, but he definitely like has the skill. I don't know if he's gonna win against Shakur, but to be like in the top contenders for lightweight. <laughs> I think he stands a good chance against everybody else.
0: Of those three, like where I'm taking Frank Martin, Isak Cruz, and Lomachenko out of the out of the picture here. So it's Zepeda, De Los Santos, and Ortiz that are in the picture for the vacant fight with Shakur. You think De Los Santos has the best chance? What was it? Ortiz, and, Santos, and who else was the last one? Zepeda. Yeah, hundred percent, Santos. <laughs> yeah. Without a doubt. I was thinking Ortiz against Stevenson would be the best. He would have the best shot, and it's not a good one, but he would have the best shot. I'm assuming... Hey, I don't
1: know. so many hypothetical matchups, but I yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Del Santos on this one. I
0: think he's... I'm going to hope he gives
1: Shakur a good fight. I mean, I've been wrong before, and I'll eat my words if I have to. But I think it would be a good fight. I'm still going to roll with Shakur winning, but it will be a good scrap, in my
0: opinion. Yeah. Of those three, it would be the best one. Mm-hmm. Little bit of conspiracy talk.
1: After this video, you might know more about ducks than anyone else in your home or neighborhood or city.
0: Frank Martin getting pulled out. I think we talked about this last time. I think we touched upon him being a duck. F- well, like, yeah. I know. Like, I think uh, Frank Martin like said his piece something or something, or he had like some details. I'm under the impression that he's going to be getting a title shot somewhere else. And after that, it's either going to be against Tank or Tank will be his first defense. So he's got a huge payday coming his way. And even if he's more certain to lose that one, it's still a bigger payday than he would get get against Shakur pretty much any time.
1: I mean, in that case, I can't blame him for what he did. <laughs> take the bigger payday.
0: right. Yeah, you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna lose, man. so fuck it take the money. Not much fairer you can say than that. I don't like it, but I understand. So do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) just do what you got to do, I suppose. Also on the 16th, I have it listed here as an ultimate fucking casuals pluggity plug. We don't do that here. The The UFC, they were the premier card of the night. It was Mexican Independence Day. A lot of Mexican fighters all in and throughout the weekend so yeah uh, Grasso, Alexa Grasso the, I think she's the flyweight champion I gotta double check but I think so yeah but she got a draw against Valentina uh, Shevchenko
1: that was kind of crazy scorecard yeah, I mean, yeah. like,
0: like, 10-8 the fifth the, round? It yeah was one like, of them ooh. had the 5th round as a 10-8 and that was what gave Grasso the draw I'm not so sure I agree with that. As much as I wanted Grasso to win, definitely not sure I agree with that. Still, it's a, was, this was a great fight for, even if you're not into UFC, this was a fun, fun fight. That was a banger. Yeah, it's great. It's a good card overall, but...
1: I don't know what you call that move, but I think Grasso did, like, some weird front flip out of, like, I don't know what the fuck she did. It was the fourth round. It was a baller, though. I was like, Damn, <laughs> this is a pretty banging card. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, that's new.
0: Yeah, uh, Shevchenko, uh, as much as I didn't want her to win, she was having really, really good success. And it was un- very unfair. I think she put it well when she said, if this was any other day of the year, I would have won. As much yeah, as, as I much don't much like, I want- she's right. but Yeah, as
1: much as I want to grasp it a win, call it for what it is that if it wasn't Mexican Independence Day, she probably would have won.
0: All right. So if you want to hear some more talk about... UFC, Noche UFC, they called it, uh, we'll be having ultimate fucking casuals, we'll be recording uh, next weekend, so, moving on, Probox TV on Wednesday, let's see, I have, Kareem Hackett gets a UD over Clay Waterman, these are light heavyweights, Juke uh, Jukembaev versus uh, Hugo Roldan. these are super lightweights, that was a split decision in Batrezan's favor and what i didn't i don't remember him getting knocked down but he got knocked down overcame the deficit and i think the other fight was yep this other fight that i have listed was pulled so i always think uh, pro box tv is fun um check out the i guess the Showbox fighters of tomorrow <laughs> not quite the stars of tomorrow but
1: they're fun ones of that activity
0: yeah if you're looking for some fights on wednesday nights there you go it's you can't go wrong all right <clears throat> now on the 23rd big bang big bang i knew he was like he proves me wrong in in a good way though in the best way anthony yard first first things first anthony yard stops jorge silva in two uh light heavyweights I think Silva was came in on two days' notice or something, and it really showed. Anthony Yard was he had completed a camp, so he was in a lot better shape. And yeah, that was that was really the the, the main difference. But the real real deal of the card, real magic. Yep, G Leijering def- defends his interim WBO title against Joe Joyce. This was their rematch from, I think it was April. And Zhang knocks him out in three with a fucking peach of a right hand, man. It was sweet. Definitely worth watching. If you did not see it, stop now. Go watch it and then come back. Big bang daddy Zhang. Bro. Holy cow. The dude I... is 40. <laughs> He's fucking 40. Yeah, I forgot what that. Dude's like
1: 40 years old. than me. Honestly, he looks good for 40 years old. He's yeah, he really does. Moving. Now, alright let's, let's kind of dive into it a little bit. Now we can kind of all agree that Joe Joyce, being the 40-year-old prospect, is now going to wither away. We're probably never going to hear him again. It's fine by me.
0: I think he'll get more shots. And they're not going to be anything special, but he's going to... I think they'll sell him out in his old hometown or something. I don't know. How far can
1: you really take the- it? At his age, he's kind of—he's up there. Isn't
0: he's me? up there as well. He started boxing at 22. He's probably yeah heavyweight gatekeeper, I guess. Yeah, the lower yeah. end of the gatekeeping. And now with with Big Bang Zhang, like, so that's gonna be a fun part. Where do we go yeah. with him next? Um, let me... I wanted to get Joyce's age first. 38. Holy shit, balls. yeah, so, so, yeah exactly. So, I didn't know he was that old.
1: God he was like damn. 36, if he was like 36, 35, I could see him getting like another title shot in the future, but like at 38, probably. Might 9, be
0: time 10. to hang him up, buddy.
1: That's what I'm saying. It's like
0: <laughs> Extremely would... limited in technique, clearly not as punch resistant as he used to be. Uh, I don't know what else he has left.
1: I remember, like, when he stopped a Dubois or something a while back, people were like, ah, this dude's going to spark AJ, he's going to spark Fury, everybody. (laughs) Now
0: what? Now what? Who said that that wasn't British?
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, now what?
0: Yeah, there's nothing more for him to do. Fight Dubois again? God, no. For a loser leaves town match?
1: (laughs) Pack your bags and go.
0: Yeah, pack your your boxing bags and get the fuck out, because you're done. Like, on a serious note, like... Yeah, thirty eight years
1: old, suffered like a pretty bad KO loss, like
0: double the losses. Yeah, double,
1: double actually. Yeah, what's what's the chance you
0: really get like? Um, a Hergovich, huh? uh, it'd be a fun scrap. Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, Mark Martin Bakolee, yeah, maybe. There's there's some like low level. Flops. Yeah, it's there's nothing that's gonna be high level. Um, Joe Joyce is currently rated at eighth on Boxrec. Anyone above him. Absolutely not. Dillian White is, even that, is like, bro, no. <laughs> None of these are going to go well for you. Uh, yeah, You need to start looking downward and uh, start looking at paydays and, and then look for the exit.
1: Who did, um, The AJ and Dillian White both fight.
0: I can't think of it. Was it Jermaine Franklin? Oh, the newer guy. Yeah, Jermaine yeah, Franklin. Yeah. yeah, I think feeding Joyce to
1: Franklin would be kind of be a good fight. Kind of get Franklin's name up there a little bit.
0: Um, I think that Franklin is aligned with Matchroom and Joyce is with uh, wow. Queensberry. So, Rip. yeah, not going to happen. Not very likely to happen unless yeah, uh, okay. Frank Warren is okay with shopping his dude out to possible losses and feeding him to some, to other contenders that are not his. Not likely. Uh, Jared Anderson. Oh, I think Anderson would talk him. Oh, fuck yeah, he would. Uh, that'd be bad that'd be retirement right there for Joyce uh, Jared Anderson and Joe Joyce are Bob Arum Frank Warren and they have a working partnership so Mm -hmm. Um, I guess that should
1: answer the question of like that could be one of Anderson's like bigger like step up fights give him Joe Joyce
0: whoa when did Murat Esiev change his he used to be Russian now he's listed as Armenian (laughs) When the hell did that happen? Russian-Armenia. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Well,
1: like... Oh, was he always Armenian?
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I suppose. That has to be it. That he was, you know, ethnically Armenian. That dude's
1: only 29?
0: Yeah. 40? So yeah. He's always looked that way, though. Um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, th- <laughs> that is, like... That would be a good shot for uh, for Joyce, actually. Morat Gassiev. He's a power threat, a little bit, but he's not... He's also very technically limited and has a gas tank issue as well. He walks like he has two left feet. Yeah. So, not too dangerous, but it is a recognizable name for whatever that's worth.
1: Now, going back to Zhang, I saw
0: he was calling out Fury. Yes, that's the only name he's been calling out, is Fury.
1: Now, realistically
0: sure after that should show off naganu and fury could that be a possibility it could happen in that they're both with frank warren mm-hmm. so there's that but as far as the uh, i don't know if politics is the right word but jang <laughs> being the wbo interim he's lined up for usik's wbo belt for whatever that's worth but yeah, Tyson Fury and GANU. After and Ganu, like knocks him out in two, right? So yeah, yeah so <laughs> GANU comes with the, the Mike the Tyson hammer. blitz, yeah, <laughs> the
1: peekaboo style.
0: Jang, so he's on FoxRec. He's listed at seventh. He's got Dillian White, uh, Wilder, Fury, Joshua, Usyk. All of these Bro. are pretty tough outs. Uh, well, White and Dubois. I mean, not as much, not nearly as much, but like after that, you, you're still looking at the, the like the reigning, the old guard that are still in place. <laughs> the old guard. Yeah, and he he's up there in age with them. He's older than those guys. Yeah, yeah, I think wow,
1: there's a hot
0: 37 right now. Yep. He's getting up there. That's right. He's 37. I know Tyson Fury's about my age. Yep, 35. Yep. I think
1: AJ's the youngest one, like, 32
0: or 33.
1: He's 33. He's, yeah, he's, he's still good. Usyk's 30. Everyone else. He's six. Oh, Usyk, man. That's, that's kind of getting me a little nervous.
0: Well, they still got time. Like, heavyweights, I think the incline of longevity going from, you know, like, straw weight all the way up to heavyweight, it's like a really steep jump as you get higher and higher in the weight classes. Mm-hmm. It's just because cutting isn't as difficult typically if any among other things all. yeah if yeah if anything <laughs> so these guys they're not putting their body through a whole lot of difficulty to because they don't have to make weight they just have to have a good weight just ratio be, just be in shape yeah be in good shape and be a good weight for the shape that you're in dude unless you're Tyson Fury just fat as a fuck and... oh, of all the fucks he is the fattest one well, you know what
1: he he wears it proudly, he admits it. So I can't can't make fun of the guy.
0: Right. It's yeah. If you had a problem with it, then go stop him. Go beat him. <laughs> good luck. Uh, Jang though, like I don't. He can't really wait these guys out. He, uh, he's definitely calling on Fury because he wants to get a good payday before he starts, you know, getting his ass kicked by the top level dudes. Mm-hmm. So obviously he wants. He thinks Fury's the best one. Fury. As much as... I I think he would do fantastically promoting a fight in China. Just thinking about, like, will the Chinese government let him be himself?
1: Jesus. So six-foot-eight
0: fat bald man. Yeah, (laughs) the British guy at that. Oh, no. Oh, heavens. Uh, I I expect they would put that in Macau. Top rank has had fights there before.
1: That press conference is going to be so awful just awful honestly
0: yeah they're gonna really have to get their lateral limits set by the uh, morality police in China first before they let uh, Fury be as unhinged as possible coked out
1: Fury coming in hot
0: yep so that was really it at the on the Queensberry card and mm-hmm. we also had in Orlando Florida this was um most valuable promotions isn't that Jake's uh yeah uh- I'm not entirely certain if it was or not. Maybe I copy and pasted the wrong thing. Regardless, at the Carib Royale, uh, we had from the bottom up, Austin Williams. Amo Williams. Yep. Gets a UD over Steve Rolls, uh, the old reliable. Uh, Williams ranked 8 to 10 in IBF, WBA, WBC. So he's got some favorable numbers next to his name. P I don't, it's, it's weird to me that if he's going to be the next hotness, this has to have been a matchroom card. I'm a fucking idiot. I don't see. Why would Connor Ben be on yeah, with a, exactly. a Jake Paul This is motherfucking matchroom. It has to be matchroom. Emma Williams. Hold on. Let me see who's in, who are his contemporaries at middleweight. So Eubank Jr. is rated at the top. Liam Smith. Carlos Adamas is for all intents and purposes the WBC champion. John Ibeck, he has the WBO. Now, Vincenzo Gualtieri is the IBF. And there's only like one other guy that whose name nobody would recognize is in there. Not a whole lot. Dog division. So Yeah. I, yeah, I don't see I don't see a whole lot stopping him from, from getting a belt, to be honest with you
1: kind of as the smooth walking
0: yeah yeah just i guess keep your head down keep doing what you're doing hit that how he wasn't able to stop an aged steve rolls is a bit odd to me
1: leave some questions out there but maybe just a bad night could
0: have been yeah i guess benefit of the doubt uh keep keep watching austin williams As he ascends the middleweight ladder, Uh, Jessica McCaskill split draw with Sandy Ryan. They were you, a controversy on that one. Yeah, they were unifying three belts WBA, WBC for McCaskill, WBO for Sandy Ryan. And I don't know, it seemed to me that McCaskill did enough. I'm not sure. Did she or did she not? There was controversy on the draw.
1: Yeah, I was just following up on the controversy from articles and. Occasionally read it. I try to stay away from there a little bit, but...
0: Yeah, but I expect they're going to run this back. Um, so, yeah, enjoy that if it happens again. Connor Ben gets the UD over Rodolfo Orozco. Ten rounds at junior middleweight. That was sloppy. Yes.
1: Very, very sloppy.
0: The end... It's
1: weird to me because Connor couldn't, like... He was hitting him clean. He was gave some some big shots, and he still just couldn't get him out
0: of there. The egg prices, being what they are, could he (laughs) couldn't get his proper training regimen in.
1: Yeah, I guess not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, his power's not not there at 154. Rodolfo Orozco is a fucking dog, and he's not going down without a fight. Especially if you don't got pop. Yeah, I'm not surprised he took it to the end. It was
1: a sloppy, very very sloppy scrap. Yeah. Um, Connor looks like he hasn't changed a thing from his last fights. Nope. <laughs> it's exactly the same. I think I saw afterwards, like, him and his dad were still calling out uh, Chris Eubank, and dude, that shit is just long sail. Just let it go.
0: Yeah. Eubank's not very interested in that anymore. Maybe call Kelbrook. Looking at Chris Newbank right now. The new one <laughs> dude, he, he would just dog Connor Ben. It's, not even, it's just
1: not even a fair fight at that point.
0: If Connor Ben can't. Orosco being as tough as he is, Connor Ben having gotten as many clean hits as he did, should have done more. Yeah. Should have so at least dropped him or something.
1: Our, power's not there. He's he's not gonna last long with division. But we'll see where
0: he goes. Uh, 99, 91,
1: 99, 91, 96, ninety nine ninety one, ninety nine
0: ninety one, ninety six ninety four. Yeah, ninety six ninety four. Not too mad at it
1: almost a clean sweep
0: yeah close but not quite the lack of power is going to really be a problem he's got to figure out how oh. he's, he's going to get his ass down to 147. well he can't even fight
1: in um the uk anymore right that's still like he's still barred. i believe so so he's going to fight in the states now
0: yes and egg prices are a little bit more expensive eggs are hard to get over well, not yeah. hard to get but
1: kind of pricey over here it's interesting where his career is going to take him now because like
0: if you're only going to be limited Maybe not limited, but, like, only fighting in the States, like, would it be
1: harder to get fights
0: now? I don't think so. Being on a match, if you get opponents, to get opponents, you just, like, Conor Ben is a decent name. And it's a matchroom card. So you're you're going to get paid. So I think this is more of a, a matter of Conor Ben, I, I don't know, rediscovering himself post-egg <laughs> situation. Because light middleweight, junior middleweight's not going to do it. He's not going to be able to hack it at 154
1: yeah definitely not not that would be cast power
0: exactly and the main event richardson hitchens I mean, he beats jose Zepeda. these are 140s uh hitchens is rated 7th by the ibf 22nd by the wbc Zepeda is rated 6th so that's pretty interesting not not entirely surprising given the last time we saw Zepeda out he was uh, given... That I recall he was giving Progray some good work. He fought that Indian guy in uh, March. Richardson Hitchens. He gets a win over a notable contender. A uh, perennial contender. Super tough. Decent, mm-hmm. decent power. He's scrappy, but not unintelligent with his aggression. So, where does Hitchens go from here let's lay it out real quick so teofimo has the wbo he's fighting the winner of haney progray
1: Ooh. oh wait
0: haney's moving up to 140 and he's taking uh regis progray
1: potential teofimo and devin haney fight i like the sound of that
0: yeah i think that's the plan uh they're assuming that haney's gonna win arnold barbosa i think he got cut by top rank recently I thought, he's still fighting? Uh, he, I know he had a pretty public falling out, but he hasn't fought since February. So, Richardson Hitchens, probably not going to fight Jose Ramirez, who's with top rank. Mm-hmm. Antoine Russell and Subriel Matias are. TBC aligned. Gabriel Valenzuela. Uh, he, I remember him from the John Ryder Canelo card. I don't know who his allegiances are. Probably Zanford. Sandor Martin. Top rank. Man, the options are kind of limited. O'Hara Davies. It's going to be fucking O'Hara Davies, isn't it? Uh, maybe. And Not going to be very exciting, but eh. Oh, well. got to do what you got to do, right? Man, I'm not seeing a whole lot of options for him here. Just in like going down the box rec list of names. Montana Love. <laughs> Wait, I thought... Oh, I forgot about him, dog. Yeah, we, uh, I forgot about Montana Love. What? He's been—I know that he's been talking shit to somebody, and I think it was Hitchens because Hitchens is getting the 140 shine for the match room, like the in the match room premier fighters. Richardson Hitchens took his spot. Montana Love quit a fight. I don't want to hear a peep from him. He, he he bailed himself out of embarrassment. Yeah, he quit, bro. I don't want to hear
1: a heap of him talking shit.
0: With a really sick clothesline over the top rope. He was getting his ass kicked, though. So Yeah, he was getting beat. Richardson Hitchens is entering not like a super high tier, but as far as uh, titles go, he does have a bit of difficulty in his way. The WBO is Teofimo. WBC is ProGrey. Matias is IBF. Thought for a second,
1: I was kind of just creeping through uh, Montana Love's uh, Instagram and one of the things was um, he posted a screenshot of a tweet Ryan Garcia vs. Montana Love at
0: 140 Oh, yeah, yeah right No Just no Hold on a second So the last fight that was recorded for the WBA 140 title was so mm-hmm. I don't know what happened with it since Rolando Romero. God, of course I forgot about oh, that. How... Our boy? Yeah, how could I forget? Because I didn't want to remember. Rolando fucking Romero. <laughs> oh my goodness. No. P- please, Hitchens, do, please. Help us, because Barroso needs our help. We have to save him. Gotta get one back to Barroso. Yeah, this one's for Barroso every time. Uh, <laughs> damn it course i forgot yeah this is the only one that hitchens is not rated in of course figures still all right beating zepeda does put him in to a pretty solid line of names so at yeah. the top haney's getting the shot from coming up so from uh number one going down sandor martin antoine russell jose ramirez arnold barbosa jack Catterall, jose zepeda ryan garcia jose pedraza Brandon Lee and uh, Jose Rosa from Argentina. Oh shit, Sergey Lipinets. He's number twelve. Cool. But yeah, so that's a that's a pretty st- stiff group for Hitchens. I'm not entirely certain how much I favor his odds with that crop of the top ten. I don't know. Pedraza is getting pretty old, so there's that. Barbosa has not been in a good headspace lately. Might be a might be a right pickings. Ouch, kick a man while he's down. Well, I don't know. You'd I ha- have to you'd have to really see how he how he is. I guess his his demeanor as he starts coming into camp and all that stuff. But And I try not to put too much stock into that type of shit. Brandon Lee might not be bad. He's shown some shortcomings lately. Didn't he get dropped? He got oh, rocked. He came back to, yeah, he came back to win the fight, I'm pretty sure. Yes, he did but yeah, yeah he got I, I briefly remember that put down hard Actually, you know so yeah
1: it's, I could see Hitchens and Brandon Lee going at it then that'd probably be Hitchens best bet
0: yeah I'll be interested to see where he goes because obviously he's at 22 and he beat number 6 maybe these these ratings are dog shit anyway I don't know but whatever I'm still interested to see where Hitchens lands <clears throat> the Zepeda fight got him points for the ELO that is box BoxRec so that's why he's at the top of there. But All right, the, the preview block is from today, the 24th to October 8th. Really quickly, how the mighty have fallen. Friday, September 29th in Philadelphia, PA at the 2300 Arena. r promotions. Tevin Farmer is back against to be determined. He still Wait, doesn't, there's no there's no there's no fighter yet. He still doesn't have an opponent. We're Just like 5 I, days, dog. We're less than a week out. Lightweight's fuck. <laughs> You're going to have to find a featherweight that's uh, slightly overweight, but not too much. <laughs> uh, Tevin Farmer what? is rated 15th and 20th by the IBF and WBC respectively. He's walking into a pretty tough landscape, because Lightweight is fire at the moment, and Heaven Farmer is not. Yeah. Not <laughs> yeah.
1: having an opponent so Yeah, not, not a good looking here
0: I think that's more a testament to the promoter than it is sure. to him. I don't think that's a, that's his fault, that the promoter hasn't see. secured an opponent yeah. there. It's still, like, he's gone down to the eight-round level now. Jeez. You would think, like, this guy's a former world champion. Like, what the fuck? You would think he'd at least be on, like, a Friday night card for, I don't know, like, Matchroom or somebody else. You know, somebody that you recognize. But, no. If, Tevin Farmer. If, if they're fighting in Philly,
1: they'll find some, like, Philly crackhead to fill in.
0: <laughs> ah. But, uh yeah how the mighty have fallen tevin farmer i as much as they would say that they didn't uh, i recall when uh tevin farmer and uh tank were fighting at 130 a good contingent of reddit thought tevin farmer would beat tank let's see he's actually speaking of eddie hearn one of his recent acquisitions he signed jai opataya the ibf cruiserweight champion and he will be making his matchroom debut at Wembley on the 30th. He's going to be facing Jordan Thompson, who is rated fifth by the IBF. So this is probably a mandatory type of situation. And I don't, who knows? Maybe we'll get Okoli. Bring, bring him out of the... Or Chris Billum-Smith to, to unify belts or something. Okoli well, locked away, bro. <laughs> Never liked him. Uh, it would be an easy win for Opatio. He's really good uh, boxer puncher aggressive it would be fun so that was the only fight on that card that was really worth discussing okay on the 30th as well this is the pbc on showtime pay-per-view at the t-mobile in las vegas we have canelo versus jermel charlo for these yeah. super middleweight undisputed title. Before we do that, let's uh go from the bottom up, as I like to do. So we're starting with middleweights Elijah Garcia and uh, Jose Resendez. The um, Elijah. So the ratings are IBF, WBA, WBC, WBO. That's the order. It's kind of alphabetical-ish. And so Elijah Garcia is seven eight six fourteen. Resendez is not rated nine twenty. Not rated. Elijah and Rosendis is a hot, hot commodity at the moment. Just coming off of that herd win, herd tried to make his umpteenth comeback, and Rosendis beat him. And Elijah Garcia, he's been uh, he's been climbing the ladder, I guess the old-fashioned way. So that's pretty cool. But still, two guys that are I'm not gonna say ultra hot at the moment, but this is a good time for them to be meeting up. They're warming up. The yeah. stove is at least turned on absolutely yeah there's still there's some heat there there's something going on here i'm elijah garcia is from phoenix so naturally that's my dude <clears throat> resendez though he's really cool he's he's a really fun fighting style uh, i think he's the bull all right Jordanis ugas finally returns he is fighting for the interim WBC welterweight title against Mario Barrios they are ra- rated second and fourth not expecting a whole lot of out, of, out of Mario Barrios here so it's all upside from him And this can, this can only go good because I'm expecting him to get his ass beat like Keith Thurman beat his ass that's what I'm expecting
1: yeah I don't see Mario Barrios doing much in this fight to really deter Ugas but as you said, kind of a feeling upwards type of thing.
0: Yeah. I'm expecting that. Of course, I'm assuming Ugas is winning. I'm expecting that they're using this to start angling for Keith Thurman, your Dennis Ugas, which is fucking hot. That's a good fight. I would love to see that. Hmm. Ages and all the rest of it, notwithstanding, I would love to see Ugas Thurman.
1: Obviously, yeah, age is pending because Ugas is like
0: 37 38 he's yeah he's on the older side but he's uh, got that fucking caribbean fountain of youth yeah right dude <laughs> dude looks like he's in like his early mid 30s like 33 uh but so good for and plus got fucking misses who got to keep him keep him stress-free if you know what i mean uh <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, Thurman Ugas would be a be a real
1: good one to watch. That'd be a fun scrap.
0: That's honestly what I'm expecting that they're trying to angle for. Most likely, yeah. When, once Crawford and Spence do the thing again, I'm expecting both of those guys to move up, and so you know the belts will be scattered, and uh, Ugas is right there to pick up <laughs> WBC already. So kind of touch touch upon that like moving up thing. I keep seeing way too many
1: like just articles and posts about like Crawford moves up to fight Canelo, you know,
0: Crawford and Tank meet at a
1: catchweight and like
0: where is all this coming from? I have no idea. Uh, the only thing I've heard and I think I heard this from both Crawford and Canelo is like if Tank moves up to beat to fight Crawford and Crawford wins, oh, you just beat the little guy. Crawford moves up <laughs> to fight Canelo and Canelo wins, oh, you just beat the little guy. Why the fuck am I going to waste my time with that? the weight difference is too much like it's this isn't like yeah. a charlo situation who's he's like six two moving up to 168 it's not and which is a lot bigger than Canelo. no that's exactly it it's like i mean
1: i don't think in any stretch of the imagination tank and crawford
0: ever gonna meet it just wouldn't make sense not at all super dumb <laughs> yeah whoever's saying that i really think they're taking the piss they have to be because there's no fucking way that they honestly believe those things would happen
1: i'm all for hypotheticals but yeah they gotta make sense at some point point. it's
0: gotta make at least a bit of sense how about we have canelo you know by himself and tank gets a mecha suit like the one in alien (laughs) And he gets to fight Canelo with that. Like, yeah, hypotheticals. We could do this I shit mean, we, all day. We,
1: we've had some real bad ones. I think at one point there was the talk Canelo fighting Uska Cruiserweight.
0: That was really bad. Yeah. I've seen some bad hypotheticals. But that was just really bad. <sighs> Who's the, the guy from the Congo? Badu Jack just beat him. Makabu. Oh. That's right. Mac- he oh. He goes up and <laughs> takes <laughs> Makabu's belt and then leverages that for. Uh, to bring Usyk down or something. I don't know. Yeah, really dumb. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> now, what isn't dumb, however, is Jesus Ramos. He is... I think I just picked this for the WBC. He's rated 4th versus Ericsson Lubin, rated 6th. Oh, these are 154s. It seems like Lubin's on his downswing, even though he's fairly young. He's uh he's been in he's been in the mixer he's been in the grinder for a bit, and Jesus Ramos is definitely on the ascent. So, a good good meeting time for both. Like, is Erickson Lubin done? Question mark. We'll find out on next chapter. Jesus Ramos, this is really good. Um, this is a good test. Even though Lubin isn't like a titleist, hasn't been a titleist at any point. Uh, he's been in with some solid contenders. Uh, I believe he. Yeah, he got sparked out by uh, Jermel in one. That was his uh, wake-up call when everyone was thinking uh, hammer time. And like, nah, sorry. No, it's not. And what? who else? <laughs> Fundora rearranged his face. I remember that.
1: He's had some rough patches.
0: He's had some rough goes here and there. He um, After he lost to Charlo, he strung together three, four, five, six wins before he stepped in with Fundora. None of them are very notable. Isha Smith. Like, come on, man. What the fuck? Uh, Terrell Gachet, eh, Jason Rosario, not who we thought he was. And we had already, it was, uh, revealed at this point, not who we thought he was. And then, uh, Fundora beat his ass. He did get a knockdown though. Round seven. Yeah. Uh, he beat Luis Arias, most recently before he heads into this. I am not feeling his chances on this. I think this is going to be another Fondora situation. Not looking good. Uh, he's going to get pummeled. It's not going to be nice. I really hope that's not the end for Lubin. He's uh, 27. Jesus. He's still super young. Damn. I don't know, man. Like You go through the grinder. As long as he has, it ages you differently commanding <clears> through war several mm. all right main event canelo versus Jermel charlo who obviously is not rated by anyone at 168 however he is the 154 undisputed champion so the concerns yes it's two i'm of two minds not a very hot they're not very hot topics or hot opinions canelo is what makes it what makes us decent canelo is considerably smaller but he's been at the weight longer however charlo is a lot bigger so 168 will fill his frame a lot better it's just that he he's not he's new to like fighting at that weight so you know could be some conditioning issues who knows still so the, the the size disparity it's a bit of a give and take for both guys Really hard to say. Also, but jumping two weight classes, like is this what was the reason? I don't know. I'm assuming this is just a money grab. Yeah, just yeah, two weight classes kinda <clears throat> yeah, It's a, a lot jump. from fifty four to sixty eight, right? So that's that would be like in MMA going from welter to middle or middle to light heavy, if I'm not mistaken. So those kinds of weight jumps are not unheard of in combat sports. Uh, they just uh, typically, what, when the last time what, Marquez moved up two weight classes to fight Mayweather from 35 to 47, and Mayweather was still way bigger on fight night.
1: So then, what's your uh, predictions on how the fight goes then?
0: Oh man, so what I'm going to go with, and I need to cue some really heroic sounding music for this, Tremel Charlo is going to win by knockout, baby. He's going to fucking spark Canelo. He's going to walk into the ring oh, like huh? jack the ever-loving fuck up like huge-ass guns, like 22-inch pythons, brother, and he's going to march into the ring and he's like going to just fight with power he never knew he had. Brother, wake up. Yeah. Wake up. <laughs> yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> oh, bit of fun there, bit of fun. I I do expect uh, Jermel to give Canelo a seriously good fight. I'm thinking honestly, the size disparity is comparable to Bivol, with That's the only a lot of folks are saying the only difference being Bivol is naturally around that weight class, whereas this is Charlo fighting at his walking around weight, not his fighting weight. So there's a... I, I, I think the the size disparity is going to be a problem. I do think a, a stiff jab is going to be a problem for canelo which the chart both charlos tend to use i was gonna say did beevil just
1: kind of like unlock the blueprint of like how to be canelo not like you know step by step obviously but like you know are we gonna see like shades of the people you know, yeah Charlo? i think
0: so and then the question comes up to you know
1: how long can charlie keep it up for can he fight like that fight all 12 rounds
0: like i said already is his He's fighting at a new weight, so I don't know mm-hmm. if his condition... I assume he's going to work on it, but is his conditioning going to be able to keep up with the- with 14 more pounds? Right. That's what my concern is, as far as uh, Charlo being able to do that for enough time. And Canelo tends to gas late anyways. Um, is it possible that Charlo do- keeps him at the end of the jab long enough to where, even if he takes his foot off the gas... Canelo's going to be too gassed himself to be able to a, be able to clearly win rounds uh, with the, with a new like scoring system.
1: So I guess it's a matter of can Charlo
0: keep him off
1: about six seven rounds, yeah, and then can he put it on at the end of the fight? Well, I don't want to say like what Bebo did because Bebo had it on for all twelve rounds, which <laughs> yeah, is all gas no breaks, yeah. I I'm going to favor I'm going to favor Canelo winning. But I'm not gonna count out Charlo. I'm not gonna count him out. Do I think he wins by knockout? No.
0: Mm.
1: But if he can muster up the energy to pull off like a good, you know, last four rounds, it might edge him a victory. It might.
0: Hmm. Um. Yeah. I'm leaning towards Charlo. But same. But it's not gonna be a sweep. It's not gonna be easy. If Canelo working the body, if he starts digging early, then that's gonna be fucking game at the end. See, I don't know, because is a mover, so it's like... Right, but can he continue to do that? If he's having his yeah. body worked, 14 extra pounds, a lot of pressure, like pressure of the moment kind of thing?
1: So would it be, you think, like a repeat of like, um, like a Canelo versus Plant? Because Plant was a mover. Plant was moving all throughout the fucking ring in the first half of the fight. Then Canelo's body work, it showed on later rounds what happened. So could it be like a similar scenario with like Canelo Plant?
0: Maybe, I don't know if it'll get that far though. I don't think it'll be a stoppage. Yeah, probably not a stoppage. I would say, but I mean, how like you said, the body work—you
1: know—how yeah. much you got to slow down.
0: Excuse me. All Good right. Yeah. Well, it we, seems like we're both uh, leaning slightly to one side or the other. But yeah, man, this is this is intense. Like I tried uh, checking with the uh, in the MMA side. Is there anything? Is there an event that has a, like a comparable sort of jump? Like the, the superstar of the smaller division, who is also bigger, moves up a considerable amount to fight the superstar, who is kind of unnaturally at the weight he's at. But there wasn't really a whole lot. But let us move on here. Holy shit, we're quite a bit of time in here. Okay. Yeah, so really quickly... Wednesday, October 4th, uh, there's a Pro Box card. So, you know, Pro Box TV. Pablo Cano versus Zachary Ochoa. 10-round super lights. Pablo Cano is the guy who beat Jorge Linares when he moved up from 35 to 40. And he just wrecked him. So, you know, that's that's pretty cool. I'm interested to watch. See what uh, good old Pablo Cano's up to. Let's see here. On the seventh of October, Lee Wood, the WBA featherweight champion, faces Josh, failing upwards, Warrington, who's rated seventh in the WBA. God, how does this fucking guy keep? When is he gonna go away? How many more? How much more does he need to fucking lose?
1: Yeah, I can't stand Josh Warrington. His fucking five head.
0: Yeah, his battering ram fucking style Jesus when is this guy gonna go away uh I really but what for this one's in Sheffield right and I know mm-hmm. that Warrington is from Leeds where he does lots of lots sells lots of tickets and all that always gets the crowd out for for his events there I don't know I think he he's gonna a crowd yeah surprising Dude, God bless mm but yeah, I think he's... Um, I don't know how much longer he's going to be able to to do that. Uh, he's not like Anthony Joshua, who can lose mo- several times and people are still going to be there. I don't think Warrington is of that same ilk. I don't think he's going to get that point. He already has kind of like a bad taste. <sighs> yeah.
1: From his dirty, dirty boxing. and That fucking big head of his.
0: Well... So uh, to, to do a, my best Ols impersonation, it's two Brits so like everybody wins as far as I'm concerned. I win because there was <laughs> a Brit's gonna beat up another Brit, so it's all good with me.
1: It's always a good day
0: honestly. It's always a good day when Brits are beating the shit out of each other or headbutting the shit out of each other, whatever. All right, now our last bit before we get on our way out. Golden Boy card. This is on the 7th. This is at the Cosmopolitan in Las Vegas. Uh, <clears throat> from the bottom up, um, these are two fights. I honestly don't know that much about these guys. So hopefully, you know, we'll have better things to talk about when we get them in the review section. Eric Tudor versus yeah. uh, Jose Luis Sanchez, eight round super welterweights. John Ramirez versus Ronald Batista, 10 round super flyweights. And. The cruiserweight debut of Gilberto Zurdo Ramirez versus Joe, the common man Smith. Uh, Ramirez, I think he was going to fight Bevel and he came in like 12 pounds, 15 pounds overweight. And well, fuck it. Might as well go go the whole hog here. Joe Smith, I don't expect this is going to be a permanent move for him. Personally, unless he's just going up to avoid to hide out until Betterbeev retires and then goes back down I don't know
1: <laughs> just hiding
0: Betterbeev yeah so uh, Ramirez during his his runs at 68 f- somehow and then 75 I don't know he always he, I just do not like this guy I don't know I don't like the way he fights very much um, I'm really ho- rooting for Joe Smith on this one somebody needs to fucking end the charade that is Zerto, please yeah
1: <clears throat> not
0: sold on him yeah, well, we'll see I'm not sure, sh- this is one of those one one of the few times where I'll actually look into media about their camps see how they're doing just just to get an idea of how Ramirez is looking, same with uh, Joe we're long ways removed from knocking B-Hop out of the ring dog The old days. All right. That's going to do it for our previews. Let's move down. Only have one bit that I wanted to bring up. It is Manny Pacquiao is going to the 2024 Olympics. Oh, yeah. I saw
1: about that. He's
0: he's going to... He's going to... I don't know. I don't even know if he has to try out anymore. (laughs) But he's definitely going to go. And I'm certain that he's going to get the slot. There's nobody... Nobody in there is gonna actually try to beat him because he'll just beat the shit out of them. <laughs> even was at <laughs> even at this advanced age, he's still gonna beat the Christ out of whoever whoever tries to not let him get the seat. Um, it's crazy to let him do that, but I mean that was. Hey, listen, whatever. <laughs> I ex- expect this is a really big move from the uh, IBA the international uh, like the uh, AIBA the amateur international boxing association which is for all intents and purposes it is the the uh Olympic boxing commission this is probably trying to get more eyes on the Olympics people are gonna fucking tune in because they want to see Manny Pacquiao that's gonna be it when they first announced that that uh, prof- like uh, seasoned professionals, it used to be no pros were allowed in the amateurs at all, specifically in the Olympics. Then they relaxed that a little bit. and it was mostly for, I don't know, bottom, like got- people who had only been in the professional ranks for a little while, not too long, or like they hadn't climbed very high or they weren't very good. So they were able to cl- they were able to cross over, and now they're doing this. Which, like, you can't say Pacquiao's early in his career never got very far or any of the rest of it. He's one of the best fighters ever, ever. And mm-hmm. yeah, he's just gonna go beat up some teenagers. It's, <laughs> it's <fucking laughs> weird. Yeah, what a way to have
1: both retirement, just yeah, up kids,
0: yeah, go beat up some kids, uh, take their lunch money, uh, shatter their dreams, yes well i don't know would you be that upset if you were it was your lifelong dream to go to the olympics and you get there and like holy titties it's manny pacquiao
1: it's kind of a double-edged sword it's like yeah holy titties manny
0: pacquiao it's like ah shit it's manny pacquiao yeah at the same time it's like i i am at best getting a silver that's my best case scenario because see
1: that that would just piss me off it's like yeah it's cool you're here awesome but fuck off dude like why, why are you here
0: Nick, you're Spy dream. you had your time multi-division world champion you've beaten hall of famers like, what the hell <laughs> why are you doing this why are you like
1: you had your time old man yeah the way.
0: yeah seriously like this this is supposed to be the the marker of who's the hot prospects the um hot draft picks the top draft picks that are going to be coming into hey, boxing listen man if Pacquiao listen. wants to spend his retirement shattering future prospect streams will not have stop him. Yeah, if you got a problem, go beat him for his seat. Not a chance. You, yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's unfortunate, but like that's really all I can say. Like, well, Yeah, if you don't want him to go and you're in the Philippines, then go beat him, and he won't go. Good luck with that. You let me know how that goes. Unless your name is Marquez, I really don't see you doing it. Eh, well, will have fun, I guess. Yeah, uh, I, I expect he's he's getting his wallet lined a little bit for this to show just just to go he doesn't even have to win but just to be there is going to be a big boost to the olympic i don't know does this boost the opinion of the olympics because the uh, the olympics has a pretty poor opinion worldwide um at least as far as boxing goes
1: adding in a future future hall of famer into the mix to compete probably is not painting a good light honestly
0: well that is gonna do it for the boxing b-sides uh one bits of news i mentioned up top um and uh, and during if you want if you're into mma you like this format with mma discussion it's called the ultimate fucking casual because i am the ultimate fucking casual i don't know shit about mma all right so there's that um i think after the canelo card we're going to be bringing back boxing in espanol boxing in spanish so there you go otherwise I mean. social media shit fucking lvx media net on everything uh if you could please do all the internet shit with the with the podcast likes shares follow subscribe uh copy link post it to your x twitter whatever it's called And do all that stuff um oh shit i think the next time we convene which will be on the 8th, if I'm not. Yep. Next time we convene on the 8th, we are going to have somebody else joining us, hopefully permanently. Nice nah, this is going to be a, a resident. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Uh, all right, Drip. Parting words, man. What are, What are we going to do? Uh, really as per usual, I can get it back Tuesdays every
1: day. Um, fuck Tyson Fury.
0: Tevin Farmer, his his show is $20 on, uh, you look up uh, R&B promotions, it's on their site like, R&B like the music, right? R&B Uh, Tevin Farmer's thing is 20 bucks It would probably help him out a lot (laughs) Pick up his Uh, book Pick pick up his book (laughs) Otherwise, that's gonna do it for the boxing b-sides
1: He's out, Girl Scouts
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you have any questions or comments on what was discussed or have a topic you'd like to hear on the podcast, you can leave a message on our unattended phone line at 833-589-7637. That's 833 pods. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lvxentertainment.net.